Hello, Roundtop. Howdy. Thank you all for being here tonight. This is uh, this is unbelievable. Uh, I'd like to start tonight. I'd like to. Uh, I don't know if the flag's up or not, but I'd like to start out with the pledge of allegiance. So I'm not able to stand, but if you would, I'd appreciate it.
Well, first off, as uh, Alderman Conan said, thank you very much for coming out tonight. This is a uh, at least first of two meetings here. Uh, the second meeting, Wednesday, September uh, the 13th, 6 p.m., again here in Rifle Hall. Um, but before I start, I'd like to just, well, I want to recognize the Strategic Planning Committee. Um, Alderman Lynn Conine, Alderman Amy Bone, uh, Sylvia Armstrong, and of course you heard uh, Ron Cox. And really Lynn has put his heart and soul in this whole process. This is something that is dear to all of us, but Lynn has really taken the, the bull by the horns here and um, made, made this project come to fruition. And so I want to say thank you. I think we all want to say thank you to Lynn for getting this going and uh, did a great job with the survey. So um, again, thank you everybody. Thank you board for uh, helping kick things off tonight for us. Yes, David Stahl as well. Thank you. Yes, very important. <laughs> thank you, David. Um, so I'm going to just start tonight with the reason kind of behind these meetings is, as many of you are aware, Roundtop has grown over the past several years very quickly and you know many of you I see the faces that come to our meetings the council meetings and we, we encourage you come to, to come to our meetings and one of the things that we hear a lot is about the character and charm of town and why we love this town what brought us to this town uh, for those that were born here grew up here to try to keep this town the character of this town as much as we can and growth is inevitable However, if we can manage that growth and keep things, um, just keep that quaintness and, quaintness and um, character of this area, this community, that's the whole big picture uh, of tonight. And again, tonight we're looking for any and all input from whether you are a resident in the town limits, outside of town limits, if you are a visitor, if you live in a different town and, are, and come to Roundtop often, uh, we wanna hear everything that you think are big ticket items that you think council and this board should take to heart. Whether that's capital improvement projects, we know that wastewater is a, a big item that we want to talk, discuss and consider. Uh, even a water service, we have you know some issues with low water pressure in some parts of town. Infrastructure, roads, paving, um, you know, this the antique show now three times a year as much as we welcome it with sales tax and activity for our, for our town, it does put a lot of stress uh, on our facilities. So, you know, with other events coming down the line and the growth of this town, that's great. It brings in good sales tax, which allows us to pay for our bills, pay for facilities, um, but we need to think about the long-term growth big picture. You know, where does Roundtop, where do you want to be in five years, 10 years? How do we want this town to look? How do we want it to function? Um, and you know, all in keeping with that character and charm. Um, I think another item that you know, when we at our council meetings that we talk about are you know other big picture growth growth items, and you know there are a lot of things out there. We're we're very fortunate that we have the revenue that we do in this town. Um, it has allowed us to really put some big projects on our agenda to strongly consider uh, that benefits everyone in the community. So again, tonight, we just want to hear your input, items that 
that you think are important that council should consider, that this board should consider. And again, think, we encourage you to think big. You know, that, that's okay, think big and give us kind of a priority of those items that you think are important. Um, so I'd like to turn it over back to, back to Lynn and continue discussion. But again, thank you very much for coming out today. This means a lot to us. We hope to uh, gather some great information. And again, Wednesday, September the uh, 13th, 6 p.m. is our second meeting. Thank you, Lynn. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Our next speaker is uh, former Mayor Barnell Albers. Barnell? Speakers will give you a 30 second cue here with the official round top fan. So, <laughs> okay, I think some of you know me, those who don't, yes, I'm Mornell Albers, and I was born and raised in this town. So, I have an interest in it and uh, will always have an interest in it. But for tonight, the topic is strategic, strategic planning. I think the first item is for the group that's evaluating and as the discussions go, it's this. Understanding round tops past guide the strategic planning. And number one on that item is, it's a small historical rural town. Number two to remember is, even in its very beginning, all of the essentials that a town needed were present. Groceries, bank, restaurants, service stations, churches, fire department, library, and you'll love the last one, beer joints. <laughs> and then there were the hardworking people that kept the city going, that were available, people that worked together on items for the community. Now you've already heard the word charm and the word character mentioned. I'd like to def help define a little bit the way we view that. We, the people who were here and kind of guided the town to a certain point, that came up at a council meeting, what, two months ago, I think, and the people present helped create the list. Now, I don't have an entire list, but I do have what, in my mind, are a lot of the prior prime items. And it starts off with green grass, trees, peace, safe, quiet, law enforcement, and a Christian community. Now, as the committee goes through, the developing of the plane. To me, here are items that they should consider, and really remembering what I just said about charm and character. First one is, and you're not gonna agree with everyone, every one of my items, and likewise me with yours. But anyway, small, rural, historical town. Sidewalks are not rural. Number two, historical. Buildings appearance for new and remodeling of buildings deserves historical effect. Town Square, that's been a wonderful place for us. There are a lot of different views about that. You've heard about the council meetings. Replacing grass with concrete, possibly removing trees, changing town hall. Uh, I'm not so sure that's good. I really don't. It was already mentioned, parking is a problem. It's an unbelievable problem. 
business needs to provide their own parking on their property. And if not, the town needs to buy or lease property sufficient to handle what was not required of the business owners. Walking paths takes away green again. Wow, one of the charm characteristics of the town. We keep trying to get rid of green for some reason. Uh, there are other ways to accomplish walking paths. Events, we have too many. If you live here, you know it. Businesses like it, and you can guess why they like it. But you know what? The residents don't really like that. So we gotta find a way to work together. Both enjoy things. Another item is law enforcement. We need more coverage, yes. more hours of the day. You know, when I listen to the news, how often do you hear of a news story of a criminal activity that occurred in a relatively small town? Our news comes from Austin. So Buda, I believe that was last night. This never, had never happened in our town. I think Kyle had one about a month ago. It never, hey, if we aren't ready, it's not gonna be pretty here. We better get ready. Law enforcement, more hours. EMS, police, fire, all are important. It's part of our safety for the citizens and the businesses. I don't wanna go into other stories I've heard. Some comment was, a suggestion was made about maybe having smaller residential lots. I'm on a fence. I don't know which way to go. I will say one thing, it will definitely change the town more than what some of the other items uh, will change. There needs to be a reasonable balance between residential and business. Sometimes get feeling business gets too much attention. And as they go through it, I would like for a, them to ask, what does this item also change? I, it's not that you just want this one item, which might be law enforcement, but what other items that are on the agenda is that going to affect? That's all that I have. I'm going. Thanks for coming out tonight. Did I make it close to time? Thank you. Thank you, Barbara. I might add to uh, my remarks that uh, if you are unaware, we have a survey that's circulating, and there's a number of ways you can get it. It's uh, now posted on the uh, town website and it's 27 questions and if you can't answer all the questions or don't want to that's fine you can skip them but uh, anybody who hadn't taken it please encourage you to take it uh, we had yesterday we had 60 something responses but as of five o'clock this afternoon we have 130 responses so it's been very well but uh, Please uh, give it your attention. Uh, unfortunately, Fred and Susan Massey are not going to be here tonight. They were scheduled to speak. Uh, they have an illness in their family, and so they assured me they're going to be here uh, for the second one. So our next speaker is uh, our town historian, Sally Reynolds. Sally?
First of all, I'd like to suggest that uh, this group consider enlisting the resources of professionals at Texas A&M and UT or elsewhere to conduct a study of the water aquifer and the supply of water in Fayette County and possibly surrounding counties, <coughs> incorporating the projected population growth of this area so that a 10 to 20 year plan regarding drilling for water may be professionally submitted and considered. Secondly, in the near future, I would, and, and Barn Allison, you're probably gonna hear this from everybody, um, looking at the options and devise a plan for vehicular parking. We've been talking about this, but we've gotta have it. We enjoy a, a growing number of visitors and our town must be able to sit, safely accommodate their vehicles. In addition, <coughs> sorry Burnell, uh, clearly marked crosswalks across 237 and uh, walking paths which um, in my view do not need to be concrete or anything that keeps water from getting to our plants, grass, trees, etc. I think it's important in looking ahead that we work with TechSpot to have a hard look at 237 and the projected increase in traffic, especially as the round top subdivisions become a reality. Next, continue to support the Architectural Review Board to ensure the character of round top, ensure that it remains inviting and consistent. Part of the charm of round top is its old town simplicity and its clear commitment to conserve its history as the town grows. I'd like to continue to expand the opportunities to enhance the visual and performing arts in town, a thoughtful collaboration with area theaters, and providing a well-designed and well-lighted exhibition space to mount significant invitational exhibitions. My wish list, a laundromat for our visitors, a restaurant's open five to six days a week, a fabulous Chinese restaurant, <laughs> a car wash housed in the building that reflects the old Texas of, of Round Top, maybe it could be called Round Top Carriage Care, and visions of Round Top for the future, a beautiful and welcoming place which offers a lovely respite to visitors to be enjoyed time and again. A place which clearly values its history and accommodates change practically and graciously. A place where those of us who call Round Top home can continue to marvel, value, and conserve the natural beauty which surrounds us and the energy of the good ideas and solid follow through of all of us who live here. Thank you, committee. Our next speaker is uh, was born, raised here in Round Top, uh, Mr. Doug Snoop. Well, Barnell was an A student and I was a B student, but we were in the same class. <laughs> 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 
Mayor Massey, Town Council, man, I think this is a good deal that y'all are doing this. Uh, under the true necessities of life are hitting our little town like a rocket. In a square mile of round top to have a water system that is not to each city limit sign going a mile out. Um, septic system is uh, okay, but it's having issues. And parking, like other people know, is a real issue. Uh, citizens and visitors, visitors are not responsible uh, to have to worry about having a parking place if you're gonna have a business. That's your problem. If you're gonna have a restaurant, you should have enough parking space. Um, in a little town like us, sometimes that's a little bit hard to manage. But again, um, we're doing pretty good right now at my lot, but I've had issues. I uh, didn't like all of them, but I like my neighbors. And so I tried to work it out, and we've done pretty good. Historical values do need to be brought back, but Henkel Square is a great example of as good as it gets, and Mark's, Mark Massey has done that. It's pretty. There's history there. There's a church there. It's really a great place. Um, the city and town council need the outside new property owners, and here are the reasons why they really came to Round Top. Now, if I see John Smelly back there, I remember when his daddy bought a ranch out here. He liked Round Top like it was. He liked the hamburger place. He liked the barbecue place. He brought his wife to play bridge, his mother to play bridge, and he liked it quiet. Uh, since then, we have neighbors that like it different. They come there and they got four wheelers and they go into town in them and having fun. I think both have a, have a right. Um, membership clubs. We have four churches in Round Top. They're all active at some point. Their memberships, I will talk about a little bit. I think that, first of all, the church people, <clears throat> that come to those churches are very fine outsiders, insiders. All I know lots of them. I think that they would help the town a whole lot if they were asked. Um, it's good. The little church on the square in town is Episcopal, and Mr. Meyer that built Meyerland Plaza is my neighbor. He's a member of that church, and they want a bigger one. He's called me, he's looking for land. He wants a larger church, and he has the money probably to put it there if he finds the property. Uh, there are families that made Round Top that live outside the city limits, the town it is. The school system, the church council, banks, clubs were made up of our neighbors outside the city. They still are, they work in our community their friendships, 
are wonderful. They believe in God. They educate their own kids. They don't ask a lot of favors. However, they do ask to be respected. And without those, Barnell and I would have never had a city. They bought in town. They belonged to everything, the DYD. The, every club had outside members, and that's what kept Roundup going. Um, I think that tonight shows that the outsiders want to be part of Roundup. I thank you all and love all of you as friends. Thank you. Thank you. Our next speaker's company recently bought a significant parcel of land here in Round Top, uh, and he is the president of the First National Bank of Giddings, uh, Mr. Bill Lannis. Well, as Lynn said, I am the president of the First National Bank of Giddings. Uh, my name is Bill Landis. Uh, we bought this uh, four acres of land here on 237, uh, I think the 1st of May. So I've been coming to Round Top for 25 years. Uh, love it. Uh, like the charm. Uh, I get asked all the time, hey, Bill, uh, your bank bought that four acres of land there. Uh, what do you plan to do with it? Well, let me tell you a little bit about my bank. My bank is the 14th oldest bank charter remaining in Texas, and we're a small bank. We're, we're less than 300 million, and we've been on the same piece of ground in Giddings at the intersection of 290 and Highway 77 since 1890. And we uh, do not have a branch anywhere. Obviously, if we bought this property in Round Top, we're thinking about some kind of a banking facility there, and, and maybe, uh, some other thoughts uh, really not looking at having an antique venue uh, more, more along the lines of uh, parking and uh, uh, business offices that kind of thing uh, we really don't have a concrete plan because until we saw this four acres of land that came available we did not uh, have a plan so now we're working on a plan the charm and the history around top and you can be sure that whatever we put on that property will be uh, something that I just feel certain that all the people of round top are going to like and that's what we want to do uh, I'm here uh, I am there's a sign on the property it says if you have some suggestions and thoughts and recommendations of what we do we're taking we're taking that into account and uh, I have my email address on me, so if somebody wants to send me an email with some suggestions, please do. Thank you. I want to add a uh, uh, little something here. Uh, we have the survey out, we have our town hall meetings. But if there's something that you want to address to the Strategic Planning Committee that you think is important, uh, if you will write it down or email 
uh, the town office and uh, put it in writing. We're going to be compiling all those and we'll be taking those under consideration. Our next speaker is uh, one of our young uh, active members of the community. He has family, three children that are enrolled in uh, Round Top Carmine School. Uh, Mr. Owen Maskey. Oh, and Owen is on our town council, excuse me. Thank you, Lynn. Uh, thank you, everybody, for being here today. Uh, it's really a, a great to see everybody in the community coming out to uh, the strategic planning uh, meeting like this. And like I said, uh, like Lynn said, there will be another one um, next week. So if you're not able to speak tonight, we really encourage everybody to speak, uh, or not everybody, just if you want to, uh, because this really only happens, and this was really going to uh, be a great thing if everybody gives their input on where they see the town going and where, where their kind of wish lists are and so forth. So. Again, we thank you everybody for being here. Uh, and like Lynn said, uh, my name's Owen Massey. I'm an alderman here. Uh, my wife and I and our three kids moved here two years ago uh, from Houston. Uh, our three kids attend Roundtop Carmine School District. Uh, we love it there. It's great. Um, a real small town feel, which is fantastic. Quite a quite a, uh, a jump from Houston, as you can imagine. Uh, but we we love it, and uh, so we want we want to stay here for the long haul. Um, and we. We also like to see certain things maybe happen um, in the city too, or in the town, excuse me. Uh, my wife couldn't be here tonight. She's actually taking kids to uh, sporting events in Brenham. So um, anyway, so she asked me just a, a few things that, that we both share the same sentiments on. And, and uh, Barnell mentioned it first is, is police and uh, the, uh, the, the idea of having more police force or more coverage in, in our town uh, and the importance of public safety so if there, if there could be any way, and I know we have, right now we do have a patrol, um, a patrol person being scheduled for Friday and Saturday nights from seven to 11, which the, uh, the town just approved. Uh, but if we could expand those hours, expand those times, just to, just to show that we have those, those people in place that are servicing our town and looking out for us, uh, number one. Number two, the, uh, the idea of safety, number one, or again, uh, EMS, we do have EMS here, but if, if at some point, um, you know, maybe even an urgent care uh, facility somewhere, you know, Bill uh, has mentioned a possible urgent care, or he didn't mention it, but just uh, an idea of having an urgent care, possibly that facility, yeah. just to have that. I know we have EMS, but uh, it's always nice to have uh, something else uh, as well. So um, again, we've, I grew up coming here kids so we love it um, and so we just want to see the charm in this town really continue and, um, and that's it so I'll be brief Thank you. our next speaker is well-known real estate agent here in town longtime resident contributed many 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 hours to the civic uh, ideas in the town. Uh, Mr. Deb Berger. And do you mind if I stick them here? That'd be fine. Take them back. Pretty loud. Test, test. Hi, it's nice to be here and see such a large group and I know the faces of almost everyone there and I know that they're interested in this little town is very genuine. Uh, there are a couple of things that I brought up. <clears throat> 
Um, when I made my speech to be an alderman, and I am an alderman now, that were front and foremost in my mind of what needs to happen here. And some of it has been touched on already. Um, the water situation, I've had numerous phone calls with uh, Weston Water and they assured me that the well that supplies Round Top is a very uh, full and adequate well. What they tell me the problem is, is the distribution system. Other than around the courthouse square, the lines are two inches and the depth, the length that they have to go down Mill Street and maybe all the way over to White Street is causing water pressure problems to the point that we can't run our uh, sprinkler systems at the historical society. So that would be an issue that I'd like to look into and according to the conversations I had with West End Border, this was all put in in the late 80s and of course nobody expected the growth that we have in our little town that's really um, has been tremendous in the last five to maybe eight years. So that's an issue that needs to be looked at because it's infrastructure and if we can't provide for the one mile square 640 acres in Round Top with water uh, needs as well as continuing to work on our wastewater situation then it's impossible to grow if you don't have the um, infrastructure for that. So I'd like to see that that be an issue that we take up and explore and see if there's ways that we can make that happen to where there'd be plenty of infrastructure, uh, water, utilities to go around for everyone who needs it. Um, the other big problem is parking. There have been suggestions for parking and there have actually been parking solutions in the past that I hope that we could recreate. Land has gotten to be so expensive in Round Top, it's almost impossible to be able to buy enough land at a decent price to be able to provide parking areas for the community. We had a relationship with um, the Bethlehem Church that had been a good relationship in the past, but it apparently uh, fell through recently because the, the parking area that was being allowed for the town to use wasn't kept up. And uh, so I tried to have another conversation with them, but the person's that I spoke to is, is really trying to get this fundraiser this weekend um, finished so that they could have a good fundraiser for the library. And I wasn't able to speak to her before this meeting, but I'm sure I can get a hold of her before the next meeting. They had allowed parking where the town rented, or actually the DYD rented their parking lot during the shows and they would be allowed to have people from town park there. I would like to see it expand to not just the DYD customers, but to anyone in the city where the town pays what the church requests and what other statements that they feel are necessary to allow that to continue. It's a, the quickest way to have a solution. Right now, it's the cheapest way to do that, and also, um, it would be something that we could start right away if we could get an agreement again with the town council and the church to take use of their parking lot, which is quite large, and maybe fence it off, uh, maybe have stickers for the DYD uh, tenants on the square for the square fair, and then general parking for the rest of the people in town. I'd like to explore that, uh, that possibility. Douglas Knudsen has um, offered this property at the end of Von Rosenberg Street, which is 
uh, about a half a block down from Lulu's. And he has uh, offered it several times with a couple of conditions, making it safe for people to park there, maybe uh, lighting at night, leveling it a little bit, and making a walkway from there to the town square in order for people to park. I, that would be something that would need to be negotiated with the town as well. Uh, talking more about infrastructure, wastewater, um, parking. Uh, I think that in the future we'll have to have the talk to the public 237. We would also have to need to um, consider uh, sidewalks if the, if the tech shop will help with those issues. The population is going to grow. The historical area of the Round Top is a German little community, a Christian German community. And I'd like to see that continue with more involvement with the historical society. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, with the uh, Massey's not being able to be here, we've got a couple of open spots. And so one of the themes of our uh, effort here is we, want, we don't want anyone to be able to say, well, you know, I never knew about that. I didn't get a chance to speak on that. So... Uh, we have a couple of slots, and if you have something you would like to uh, discuss, we'll take a couple from the audience uh, when we get to the end of our scheduled speakers. Our next speaker is a former alderman and has been a, a resident here for approximately 10 years or so, uh, Mr. Jerry Hickles. Impressive turnout, indeed. So uh, a lot has been said about infrastructure, so I'm not going to go over that. I haven't heard anything regarding zoning, and uh, I'm really uh, concerned about the uh, what I see as uh, erosion of residential areas being lost to commercial. And uh, our little uh, subdivision that Lynn and I live in um, is 70 acres roughly, 11% of the town's area. Uh, it's 11 full-time residents, 14% of the 77 uh, listed population. Um, our property taxes are 25% of the town's total. And I think um, there are maybe several reasons for that. Part of it may be FCAD, and I'm on the board at FCAD, and I'm trying to do something about that. But I think uh, the uh, Rum Top Oaks neighborhood offers everything that people before me have been saying is good, charm, area. Uh, even though we, uh, pay 25% of the taxes we have, we require no services from the town. No wastewater, no water, no garbage pickup, nothing. So I think my point uh, is simply that uh, the town should be more like Round Top Oaks, uh, larger uh, residential areas, uh, no commercial, encroachment 
resolve the issues that are existing with businesses in residential areas. I'll leave it at that. Thank you very much. Our next speaker has the good fortune to be married to our town historian, and he's a uh, attorney here with an office in Hinkle Square, uh, Mr. Norman Reynolds. short and sweet. I am married to the town historian, praise God. Uh, having said that, she covered really all the points I wanted to cover, uh, particularly with respect to the restaurants. And I know we have no control over how that would work, but I, my office in Hinkle Square, and I'm there uh, five days a week, sometimes six, sometimes seven. And you'd be, I'm sure, not surprised to know that a lot of people come around uh, on Sunday afternoons and or Monday or Tuesday, even on Wednesday, where can I get something to eat? And I can only tell them there, if, you're, if, if it happens to be a Wednesday at noon, Royers is open, Mandito's and Lulu's are now open, and also uh, a Poppy Burger's open more often than it used to be. But at the end of the day, we need more uh, ability to service these people that do wander in here uh, at, shall we say, the off times. And, and that happens to go also with the, with the, uh, the vendors, I mean, the, the stores. They're not, uh, they, there ought to be some way we could try to, if we could think of, to encourage these folks to be off and open more than they are because there are a lot of people who are interested in the community that have no place to go and they aren't really aware that it is closed, uh, closed we're closed half the time, it seems, maybe more than half the time. And that's quite disappointing to these folks. So that's really all I have to say, so thank you very much. Thank you very much, man. Okay. Some of you get your courage up here. Uh, our next speaker is a relative newcomer uh, who brings his family, uh, Mr. Derek Dietrich. Derek, are you here? There he is. Okay, uh, thanks Lynn and everybody. I met a lot of you at the uh, town hall meetings a few months back. And um, as Lynn mentioned, we, we just built a house that got finished a few months back um, on Bybee Road, so just past uh, by the Mercantile. And um, I got involved when the, uh, the zoning um, issues came up. And I think before I get into it, uh, you know, a lot of you have lived here a long time. You grew up here. Um, it's been great to hear from, from you that, that are from here. And I do appreciate that, that we just got here, and um, but we, we do have some opinions on you know the, the zoning in particular, keeping that um, the residential and the uh, commercial separation. I, I think is a very big deal to, to us and our neighbors on Bybee. Um, I, I do hope to contribute with the um, the, the planning uh, later this fall, and um, I, I think the restaurants would be great. Maybe a food truck's a good idea. I know we had. <laughs> an issue um, in North Carolina where we, we used to live and uh, that, that was a good solution where you don't have to buy a million dollar you know piece of property to put a big restaurant on just have a food truck that serves serves tacos uh, could be a good solution there um, but 
I think that's really all I've got to say is that um, I look forward to you know hopefully helping with the, the strategic plan. Um, I think it's very good for the city. Uh, we, we had a bunch of, you know, I, I think haphazard requests for rezoning um, a, a few months back and I'm, I'm very happy, again, just as a, a new member of the community that uh, the, the town is um, engaging professional you know, services to help with a, a really good plan. Um, very excited to see where the, the city goes in the next five or ten years and also we're here know for the charm uh, just like you know you sounds like everybody here appreciates that about about the town so um, look forward to, to continuing to, to stay involved and um, helping where I can and um, I think that that's all that I've got so thank you okay uh, we've uh, just to recant just a little bit about how we're uh, proceeding with our our plan uh, we've taken a couple of pages out of Stephen Covey's uh, seven habits of uh, highly effective people he's a well-known uh, productivity consultant uh, the, the first step was to start with the end in mind and so we uh, the town council approved a, a charter for the project and uh, these documents I'm going to mention are available on our board docs. You can go there. It's a little tough to find sometimes, but uh, bear with it and, and you can get there. But we do have a project charter that sets out what our goals and objectives are. Uh, the next uh, habit that we wanted to incorporate was start with the end in mind. And so you'll see a very detailed timeline of how we intend to progress through and hopefully finish up sometime in May, June of next year. And then the third item uh, habit that we, we are a theme of our where we are is uh, seek first to understand. And so that's where we are right now is trying with our survey, with these town hall meetings, with you writing in is to seek first to understand and then the fourth item will be um, to develop a win-win solution and what we're talking about there is uh, having some things that we can mutually agree on now we won't agree on a lot of things or some things but let's hope that we can agree on a lot of things so that's just a little preview of uh, where we're going and and the objective of our uh, project is not to give you the, sta the a strategic plan but to generate a draft strategic plan that you folks out there help us generate that we can present to the town council and then it'll be up to the town council as to exactly where we proceed after that okay who has something they want to say? We've got several slots here. Beverly Conner. Sure, and remind them to. I'm passing around a clipboard. Sign up. Oh yes, we, we'd like to get your name and, and information on the clipboard. So we know how many are here. So we know how many are here. You had a lady back there. Okay. Yes, ma'am. If you want to come up. No. 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 Okay, can everybody hear me now? Yes. No. Well, 
Closer? Okay, thank you. Uh, my name is Josephine Daigle, and my gentleman here, I call him my old man, he's my husband, Armand. <laughs> uh, we came from Houston, and actually from Austin to Houston, Houston to Round Top. And uh, we've only been here, well, in November we'll complete seven years. But uh, love the area when we first were looking. And uh, one of the things that I immediately noticed was that when we were building, where do we stay? Where do we, because we were, we were selling our home in, uh, in, in Houston. So we were thinking, where are we going to be staying to come in and see how, see the progress. So uh, we finally found a place in uh, LaGrange, but we would have to come on a pretty regular basis down here. So that is what I'm getting at is that there is not any kind of housing or temporary housing or rental properties for individuals that uh, need housing. Having said that, we were uh, housing an employee for duos for almost four months because they are only open so many days out of the week, and so he couldn't go back and forth from here to Houston and so on. So we housed him, and at that point, I realized that a lot of the employees were commuting to Houston back and forth, or back and forth to Austin, or back and forth to LaGrange and so on. So my suggestion would be is that yes, the town needs temporary housing. And I'm also wondering, where do the teachers that do not live here, where do they live? Do they have to commute on a daily basis? And the urgent care, definitely need an urgent care because from what I understand, if you cannot get a patient to a hospital within 45 minutes, person's dead if they are having any kind of cardiac issues or if they have a major accident. Um, so that's also another thing that you have to consider for temporary housing. If those particular medical people cannot live within the community that they work in, you're not going to have a successful urgent care. A lot of us have to go either to LaGrange or Brenham or Austin or Houston to see doctors. Why? And we can see them here if we have urgent care. If we have urgent care, then you can stabilize the patient, get them to the hospital. Thank you. Do we have another volunteer? Yes. Ronnie Sox. Yes, sir. Ronnie, I tried to send you an email, but I didn't have your exact deal and it kept bouncing back. So I apologize for I appreciate you. Yes, I'm, I'm Ronnie Sox. Um, born and raised here, born in 1950. Uh, living on property, my uh, family 
home since 1931, which is right behind the uh, Round Top Mercantile. Uh, I've been employed at the bank. I retired after 43 years and uh, still continue to serve as chairman of the board. Round Top State Bank has been in Round Top forever since 1912 and uh, takes our position in our town um, very seriously. One of the things um, I think that we all need to consider, we're talking about high prices of land, we can't get this property, it's cost too much for this or that. That probably, that problem uh, was quite evident about 10 years ago. We needed a new fire station. Barnell was uh, mayor. I was uh, town at that point in time. And uh, told Barnell, let's, let's see what the rain can do. Okay, we, uh, we owned uh, some land there and part of that land is uh, wasn't usable for us, so we donated uh, some acreage to the town for the uh, sole construction of our new fire station, as you can see up there. The fire station was built large enough to house a fire department and for future growth. And uh, with the help of uh, former county judge uh, Joe Weber, we have the EMS has a station in the fire station now. So throughout that uh, benevolence from the bank, we've got a good place for a well-staffed uh, fire department, which is all volunteer, by the way. And um, let's see, what do you think? I think uh, three more active fire department people are in the bank, so they're just right around the corner when the line goes off. And uh, so back to the EMS deal, at least we do have uh, emergency uh, personnel on hand, as the fire department also has on staff uh, some uh, ENTs, etc. cetera. Um, and that's about as far as we've gotten there. And uh, this hall that you're sitting in, this organization was uh, founded in 1873. We will be celebrating our 150th anniversary in the 17th, right, Michael? Correct. Uh, the 17th of this month at our Schützenfest, our shooting festival, we invite y'all to come out for that. But uh, aside from that, um, town needed a sewer plant. I was on the uh, town council at that time. Where are we going to put it? Town had no money, zero. Had a friend who had some land across the, the way back here. She had four acres of land on this side of Buggy Branch and not really a way to get to it. And uh, I talked to her. I said, Marcia, uh, can, we, uh, can we do something for the town here? And she said, yes, I think we can. So we made an agreement. We named the city street after her. It's Marsha Lane. She donated four acres of land to the town for the use of the sewer plant. Then came the question, the sewer plant needs a sanitary easement. It's too small 
four acres is too small to be handling the amount of gallon inch that was uh, projected uh, to be uh, put back into uh, bugging brands. So the Roadtop Rifle Association, being a good neighbor, donated a sanitary easement to the town of Roadtop right back here. And that's land that we cannot use for anything else except parking. But uh, what I'm getting at is it takes neighbors to solve a lot of our problems. The problems we have here may be too costly, and maybe we need to look at our community at large to step up and uh, really be a part of the community. Uh, I've tried to do my best. I'm 73 now. I don't know how many more years I can, I can be uh, of assistance. And uh, so, let's see, is there anything else I'm going to say? Michael, did you have something? That's, that's your five minutes. Thank you, Brian. All right. Thank you very much, Brian. We have time for one more speaker. Okay, we have two, two more. We'll, we'll go two more. Yes. This is our chief librarian. I really wasn't prepared to do this this evening because I was going to wait for my turn until next week. But since I was prompted, uh, we'll see how far we can get. Anyway, I am Michael Zotz. I currently am a board of director and the business management developer for. FLC Holdings, which now owns Roundtop Mercantile. Uh, the Zox family was the prior owner of Roundtop Mercantile since 1984, and Ronnie and my dad, Betty, my mom, were the ones that uh, started that business. My wife and I were, had the privilege of uh, taking it over for several years and then saw an opportunity to expand with a great company over to LaGrange, so therefore we did uh, to give more services, more opportunities for our residents this side of the county. So the lady back here, yes, you brought up a good uh, point about uh, where do teachers live? So I'm also vice president of the school board uh, here at Browntown Farming ISD, and that is a huge discussion item that we face year after year. Our enrollment this year is only 235, I think was the last number I was given. And so we are a 1A school. We are also a property wealthy school district. And I don't know if many of you know the term Chapter 41 or Robin Hood or Chapter 42 or whatever the state decides to call it this year. But we send in about 70% of our budget back to the state of Texas for other school districts. So now this year's budget, we're going to send the state back $1.7 million. That's a lot of money that does not stay in our local community, our local district, for us to do program services, etc. pay teachers more, whatever it is. You bring up a good point. Staffing is a shortage all over the state of Texas, not only the state of Texas, but the United States. Teachers are in short, great shortage. How do we accomplish that here in our little school district? We have a hard time paying, meeting bigger school districts' pay scales. We operate on a very small budget. Where do we house these teachers? Yes, so to those who made a point of coming up with good, nice residential housing, for teachers to rent, for people that work here in the community. 
between the company, I think we employ over 50 people between Farmers Lumber and Roundtown Mercantile. Every one of our employees, with the exception of myself, lives within 15 or more miles. I'm the closest living employee of the company and I live two miles out of town. We were blessed to buy land back in the late 90s when I could afford it. We can no longer afford to buy land on what we do. So I hope I get a chance to add to some of the talking points next week because uh, I do have some others that have been brainstorming and I don't want to become repetitive of what's already been placed, but you have a lot of the ideas already written there. Parking, huge problem, okay? We at Mercantile provide parking, usually ample parking for all of our customers. The other businesses need to participate in some kind of way as well. So these are things that, yes, need to be considered. Wastewater, the, 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 our rural water system, yes. Can they be updated? How are we gonna pay for it? Do you put all that burden back on businesses? Tourism is a, is a need for the community. It's something that drives probably part of every one of you sitting here. It has to be managed also. You people sitting here are our customers. Tourists come by the store. They hopefully do fill up with fuel, maybe get a good sandwich from the deli. But their average dollar they're just spending is not enough to sustain the business. It still takes everyday business like yourselves to sustain our business. It takes the contractors to come support our business. It takes the organizations that we help provide for. Okay? I'm a member of the fire department. So I'm one of those close guys that usually get to come up and make a call every once in a while. I'm also president of the Roundtop Rifle Association that you are all sitting here today. Very cherished and dear-hearted organization to not only me, but my family, because it's been a part of our community. I was not born here, but I was raised here. And so Roundtop does need to take a good hard look of where it came from, where it presently is, and yes, how do we grow it in the future in a conservative fashion that will protect what every one of you that are not native to this area moved here for. So keep that in mind. I will keep this short. Thank you for your time, and I'll hopefully add some more of the, some, some specifics next week. Thank you. Thank you, Martha. Hi, my name is Jennifer Clack, and I am by no means a speaker, had no plans of coming up here, but after listening to some of the things that were brought up today and being from Houston, I just wanted to give a couple points to my opinion. I totally disagree with an urgent care. I'm from Houston. Um, they put up, I don't know, one on every corner, and the clientele and the company that they keep is not something that we want in our town. We already have an opioid problem in America, and we don't need that in our town. That's the type of um, people that would come seeking out um, at an urgent care type place. They're opening a brand new one at the old Castle Lay in Brenham, and I have been to the one in Giddings multiple times, and it's great. So I suggest just keeping those outside of our town. Um, Michael brought up the school thing. I was going to go big on that. I actually worked at the school last year for a few months and could not afford to live here and work there. 
Not the only reason why I'm no longer a part of the school, but that is a huge issue. Our teachers cannot afford the salary, the amount of money that gets sent out of our community and into other communities. Um, Michael touched on all of that. I don't know the terms, but it's we should do something about it. I've been following Spring Branch in Houston. They are trying to opt out on not sending the money, so maybe somebody can follow and see how that works out. I'll follow as well. And then the final thing I wanted to touch on is the restaurants. Four or five people mentioned that the restaurant should be open more. On the days that I don't want to cook and the restaurants aren't opening, I wish one of them were open. However, I have actually worked at multiple restaurants in this town. I work at Royer's Round Top Cafe currently, and there is no way that we could be open on Mondays and Tuesdays. Uh, we recently stopped being open on Wednesdays because yes, one or two people might come into town and ask about a place to eat, but unfortunately that one to two people that do make it here on days that we call ourselves the sleepy town are not going to um, suffice or to allow us to be open. It's just not justifiable to be open on a Monday, Tuesday, and now even Wednesday. My dad has a place down at Carmine. He was open seven days a week. He wanted to see if that would work for him, and it didn't. He's back to being open Wednesday through Sunday. So that's just my opinion as far as the restaurants, but it doesn't pay for us to be open seven days a week. We, one or two people coming in for lunch is not gonna pay our staff. Anyone else? Okay, one more. Good evening. Uh, my name is Erwin uh, Erwin Castellanos. Uh, by the way, that was a very good plug for uh, Round Top State Bank. They finance our property here. It's a great plug for mercantile. All the time we go there, we own the tree farm on Hackmack Road. Uh, I wanted to take the opportunity just to talk to you about the growth of the town. We were very fortunate that we have property that we bought, bought in, uh, in uh, Rockport, Texas, because we love fishing. When my kids were growing up, that town was very small, very quiet, but then the growth came property values went up so high, taxes went so high, crime, that we couldn't even afford it anymore. So we had to sell and leave. We came here uh, to, uh, to Roundtop back in 2008, uh, the time the prices were still affordable. Our property on Hackmott Road, 70 acres, have increased in value 15 times from the price that we paid. If we had to buy it today, we could not afford it. But I believe that's due to the fast growth of the town. So I, there was only one speaker that spoke about the zoning. I really want to encourage everybody to take it seriously because do you want to have the feeling of the 4th of July here every weekend? Yeah. <laughs> or you just want to have the 4th of July once a year? or food trucks, that would be great for the 4th of July. But if you have that kind of environment, that kind of atmosphere around, 
quality of life is going to go down. And some of us old timers would probably have to leave. We're very fortunate that we have the farm exemption due to our business, so we're able to keep up with the taxes. But uh, what I've heard from some of the other speakers is that their values have gone up so much that they could not afford the, the property if they were to buy it today. But uh, that's all I wanted to do with my input. I'm, I'm very busy myself. I, I work six days a week. I took the time just to come here tonight to bring that point uh, so that we can really consider about zoning, not to discriminate people, but the town in a way has become a vehicle for investors to make money. They don't live here. They don't participate in it. We have the event at the musical festival that we brought some men to help out. There was only about 15 of us helping out to get the, 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 the grounds ready for the, for the concerts to begin at the beginning of the summer. So I just want you to think about what I said. And, and growth is good, but when somebody was talking about daycare centers and this and that, food trucks, I got a little bit of a question mark on that. And that's all I want to say. Thank you. James Washam. He is the designer of our wastewater and still consults with us on wastewater problems. And I invited him to uh, give us his words of wisdom. Thank you. James, being here. Well, good evening. Um, so, as I was listening to everyone, I wanted to make sure I didn't sound like an echo tonight. But I wanted to start off by saying that I was not born here, I didn't go to school here, but my mother was baptized in the Lutheran Church in 1939 here. So that's my connection to Round Top. In 2003, I got to make another connection. And that was when Barnell, Mr. Zox, Carol, um, were you on the board that time? And Bill? Yeah. Are, are your dad or mom? I, I don't know. It's been so long. So much time has flown. But at that time, the entire town around top was on septic systems, and I might add, they didn't work very well. Um, if you look at the soils here, a lot of it's not soil, it's rock. Um, I'm not gonna bore you with details of talking about soil, unless you wanna do that later. Um, but it got so bad that Fayette County said, round top, city fathers and mother, you have got to do something. And fortunately, I got to be part of that something. Um, and as Ronnie said, you started out with no money, no land, and it's, what are we gonna do, is that fair? And so we came up with a plan for the system that basically is largely intact today and is functioning, and we've expanded it several times. Uh, we're currently under a permit mod with the state to increase our daily flow to 36,000 gallons per day. There's plenty of flow when the town isn't having guests or a festival, um, it's stressed and pushed when the big events happen, but along with having enough infrastructure goes fiscal responsibility, and I might add, and I'm not a cheerleader here by any means, but I believe that your city councils and your mayors have done a more than adequate job with balancing fiscal responsibility 
and complying with the laws. My biggest point that I want to make tonight, though, not that my mom was baptized here, is that when we started out with that first plant, we started out with a plant that was rated for 5,000 gallons per day. And I'll be honest with you, my thought was we're going to take care of Royers over here and um, another restaurant in town, a couple of stores, and uh, there was Sammy over at Hinkle Square or I, the old fork block. And that's going to be it. We're going to do this thing 5,000 gallons a day. Boy, was I wrong. Um, none of us expected, well, I, I should say me, I did not expect the town to grow the way it has. But to coin an old phrase, build it and they will come. We built a wastewater plant and they're still coming. Now that's just not a characteristic or a symptom of Round Top. You look at the entire landscape of Texas and, and they're coming. Um, and I think it's compounded here because Round Top does have that special uniqueness to it that has been preserved. So my comments and thoughts are you're not going to stop growth but you have to manage it and as you manage it you want to preserve what made this place special in the first place and you want to keep that that's sacred if you will and i'm an engineer i'm not supposed to talk about touchy-feely things but but it is it's true um it's what makes this town special um another phrase that i always use is threading the needle. Not only do your leaders in this town have a big job of threading the needle, but you as the citizens and the folks who support your elected officials have a job to help them and maybe advise, but not so much be critical or adverse, but to help. And I want to close. I see, didn't see the fan come up yet, but at any rate, I'll get done here. Growth will happen. We've got to manage growth. Yes, wastewater will probably need to be expanded again in the future. But we just can't jump out there and, and design the ultimate plant. We don't know what the ultimate round top is. And so we have done our growth in phases where the town could get their arms around how much money they spent, loans that could be paid back in a reasonable amount of time so they wouldn't be strapped by debt and then, for lack of better words, crippled as they moved forward. And believe me, I see that in many water supply corporations. I don't see it here. And I think that's a tribute to the leaders that you've got in place. So um, I'll finish there. I don't have any other good one. Well, I do have one more good one, one liner. Lynn was quoting um, someone about starting with the answer and working backwards. I truly believe that working backwards from the answer to the question is appropriate and uh, the vision will happen. So good luck to you all and um, I stand ready to help. Okay, uh, it's been a great, great discussion here. Uh, I'm going to wrap it up. Uh, I'll take my chairman's hat off and sit it over here with Amy for a while, and I'm going to speak as a citizen. So I'm on the clock, Jay, Amy. Uh, I have uh, some goals, objectives, and some benchmarks, and so I'll be very brief. Uh, my overall goal for this project is to chart the best path forward for the future of Round Top, Texas. I have three objectives that I've listed. 
And by the way, I'm a, I have a few extra sheets here, and I'm going to post this on our website uh, in the next couple of days. Three objectives. Uh, number one is to protect our current quality of life. Uh, I have some points under that. We need efficient government. We need to maintain an optimum balance between our commercial and our residentials. And we need to ensure a high quality infrastructure. Item two is we need to maintain our economic stability. We're very fortunate on where we are now, but this is gonna involve financial awareness. Now I know there were some questions on this survey that were about finances that people expressed, well I don't know about that. But we need to be better at projecting that out and getting that word out so that we have more knowledge of where we stand financially. We need to monitor our biggest industry, and that's tourism. We have a lot of discussion about that. We need to have more discussion about that. We need, we need to have some plans on how we're gonna monitor that. Third item is we need a safe and clean environment. We need to establish and utilize some best practices. Heretofore, a lot of our practices have just been kind of happenstance as they come. We need to do some investigation. We need to do some book work or some writing and have some documented plans. We also need to enforce our town ordinances. We have a good, good town ordinance, uh, group of ordinances. Uh, we need to be more uh, dogmatic about enforcing them because a lot of our success is gonna depend on our enforcing those particular uh, ordinances. And I have five specific items that I would like to see uh, incorporated in our plan, or my suggestions, shall we say. Uh, we need to review our town government. We need to review our administration and how it operates and how we think it needs to operate in the future. We're reaching a point where we need to make some changes. We need to think a bit a big, bigger uh, more resources to our administration, and we need to continually review our town ordinances. Number two, we need to have a plan for managing this infrastructure. We talk about it a lot, we need to get it documented. Number three is, it's been very evident, we need a, a solution for our parking and our traffic problems. We need to, to spend some money, to spend some resources, to spend some of our time and come up with exactly how we're gonna to try to attack this. Number four is we're growing. We really need to start emphasizing more and more, and we are, we've got to start at it, is our public safety. Both our fire, our uh, law enforcement, and our ambulance. We need to start spending more time and more resources on that. And finally, as I said, we need to develop, to develop more friendly, more understandable financials so that we can project that to use the public. Like I said, I'll be posting that uh, for what it's worth. I want to thank each of you for coming. I'm just amazed at the turnout. Uh, we look forward to next week and please don't be bashful about signing up because we want to hear your ideas, whatever they might be. Good night. Safe travels.
God bless Round Talk. Thank you very much.